Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm better because I'm spending time with you. <laughs> Good. Good. I, uh, I, I'm a little concerned. Uh, I'll be honest with you, outset of this one, because about four feet from me, I have a bulldog who is sound asleep. And if you ever hear snoring during one of these podcasts, you'll know that that is not our audience. That's not an opinion. That's not a soundtrack. That's my 75-pound obese special needs dog that's laying next to me. And there's no way to make her stop. So if you hear snoring... That's, that's the reason why I'm sound, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm wide awake, John is wide awake. So today is episode number 79, Perils of Success. Uh, boy, it seems like an odd thing to talk about after the year we've been through, but, but th in this last year, there has either been tremendous growth or tremendous constriction. That seems to be the norm. Either yep. people were positioned well and they pivoted quickly and, and have become the place where everybody's on their way to or going there tremendous growth, or it's been a very difficult season where you, you haven't seen half your congregation for a long time. So this is timely as people are coming back out of COVID. There's right. going to be some people that see some tremendous explosions. I, I dare say some congregations will be doubling in this next calendar year. Mm -hmm. So uh, what people don't understand is success is probably one of the most dangerous places for a pastor. And you've experienced yeah. it. Yeah. So Jim, 28 years ago, while I was uh, pastoring, a lead, I was a lead pastor in a church in mid-Michigan. I suffered through major depression. And if anybody has listened to this podcast uh, for a while, they've heard the story. Um, I was pastoring a growing church. We had been there for approximately well, a little over four years at that time. And that, and that fourth year was, was the best year that we had had up to that point. We had more people give their life to Jesus that year, get baptized in water join the church uh, than any year prior in our four years. The, the finances were amazingly well, uh, healthy and strong. I was married to Laura, you know, this beautiful yeah. young lady and she's still beautiful. And uh, <laughs> we had four uh, amazing young boys, healthy. We lived in a nice house. We had a pool. I mean, Jim, everything externally was just we're hitting on all cylinders right it was outstanding you you, the, you succeeded yes there was yes so if you wanted in my mind that was success right yeah but on the inside i was falling apart yeah emotionally and it and it isn't it strange you know that in a season of tremendous growth and blessing i was on the edge of suicide yeah, yeah. and how can how can that be i I, it's funny, I, I can explain it and you can too. It, it seems counterintuitive, but mm -hmm. I, I, I've said to my congregation many times, I, I've said things like, oh, all you want is a big church. I said, you know what? The only problems I have are you. So why would I want more of you? <laughs> more of you literally means more problems. It doesn't mean more success. And I, I lived too long to, to realize, you know, to, to delude myself into believing that if I have more people than I did last year, somehow I, I'm happier. I'm really not. The weight. If you're a farmer and you farm 10 acres and it feeds your family, great. If you're a farmer and you farm a thousand acres, certainly there's a there's a difference between the, the weight of that, the complexities of that, the risk every year as you put those seeds in the ground. This is right. It, success in ministry being measured improperly can lead to all sorts of distress that can it. 
Correct. And, and so since that dark time 28 years ago, I've never fallen that far again into the emotional pit. Thank the Lord for that, right? But there have been three distinct occasions yeah. since then where depression was knocking at my door again. Right. And interestingly enough, all three times happened during stretches of significant growth and momentum in either my marketplace work or ministry work. Yes. And, and, I, and, you know, so I like to watch trends. You know, I'm, I like to observe. And, you know, if you look at it on the surface, it doesn't add up, right? One plus one doesn't equal two here. But when you dig beneath the surface, it's really not that hard to figure out why that happens. Yes. And, and so as I look back on those seasons, Jim, where depression was knocking on my door again, I, I, I was able to identify three really critical errors Good. that I made in each of those seasons. And I'd like us to talk about that if that's okay. Yeah, please. So here's the first error. And that was, I allowed success to tempt me to take on more than I should. Yeah. You know, when, when you're in a season of great momentum, I, I and I've experienced this, there is this false sense of in, invincibility yeah. that can begin to rise up on the inside of you. And you think, you know, I can take on one more event. I can take on one more customer. I can, I can take on one more fill in the blank, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And you allow momentum to fool you yeah. into thinking that um, you can just ride this wave. Right. And, 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 uh, and I, there's something very intoxicating about it. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, here's what begins to happen as you take on more and more and more, your work days get longer. Yeah. Right. Your sleep gets shorter. Yeah. And it doesn't take long before the evil twins of anxiety and depression start knocking yeah. on your door. Yeah. All those things require effort, emotional efforts, uh, time, resource that, that we don't have an infinite supply of, right? Yeah. I, I just invited somebody to join a board that I sit on the other day. And he said, I, let me get back to you in a week or so. Let me ask my leadership first. And if my leadership approves me being on the board, I will. Very successful young man, doing a great job. And, and we need his expertise on this board. And he called me back two weeks later and said, my leadership said that uh, I would be too busy to take on one more thing the season we're going into. I thought, well, that's good leadership. It's, it's, it was good of him to, to ask counsel before he committed to something else. Because I love it. Once you say yes to something, the, the war of a thousand no's begins. You said yes to something. It's going to take effort and time. And it's more tempting to say yes at least for me, and I, and I would suspect I'm not alone, um, when things are just humming. Yes, yeah. It, it just feels like, yeah, I can take on one more thing. We're having so much success. And maybe behind all of that is this fear that if I say no, you know, then we're going to start losing momentum. And, 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 but anyhow, huge error. And I made that huge error three different times. Now, yeah. hopefully it's the last time, I hope. You know, I, there's a, if you're saying yes, because you're flattered, that's the wrong reason, right? You're saying yes, because, you know, you, you're really passionate about this and you don't have the time, but your wife will understand that that's the, that's the wrong thing too, right? There really has to be a, a witness in your heart. You're supposed to say yes. God will only give you grace on the assignment he gives you. So right. if you want to go somewhere without him to do something outside your grace, you're, it just takes 10 times the effort to accomplish, you know half the, the, the production. 
And Jim, I need somebody in my ear asking me those questions. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, like John, if you take this on, what are you going to let go of? Right. Right. In order to take this on. And I don't like hearing that, but I need, but I need yeah. yeah. A church comes in and says, Hey, would you do consulting? We have, you know, 50 pastors. Well, that's a significant, that's right. That's, that's a full workload. That's a full-time job. And before you say yes, there needs to be a plan, at least the understanding that there needs to be a plan, right? That's and right. The same, an extra service, another location, a church plant, extra staff members, getting rid of staff members, expanding yeah. the board, building programs, all these things require a tremendous amount of focus. And right. when you say yes to one, you probably have to decrease your involvement in other areas. And can you yeah. do that? Right. And I think that's what wise people do. People that stay healthy over the long haul do. And I'll just acknowledge that, that there have been times in my journey that I've been unwise. Yes. Yeah. And it's cost me. I've heard that the wisest man in the room is the one who made the dumbest mistakes, but learned from them. I think everybody makes the dumb mistakes. Yeah. I learned to walk by leaning too far one direction or the other and falling down. Right. And then standing up and saying, I can't lean that far. And so if I'm going to walk, if I'm going to run, if I'm going to fly, there are certain rules involved in those things. Right. And you learn them from falling down sometimes. So don't yeah. be discouraged, right? If you fell down and you, you have to change your mind about a commitment you've made. But right. the important here is not to say yes to everything and everyone at the detriment of your life. That's it's right. not worth it. God's not asking you to do that. Yep. So here's the second critical error that I, I made in, all of, in those three seasons where depression and anxiety were trying to intrude on my life again. And that is I allowed success to crowd out exercise and healthy eating. Uh, I knew you were going to go there. You always go there. Yeah, I, I always go there. I went there the other day with a, a group of leaders and uh, nobody said amen <laughs> at all when I, when I said this. Uh, so, Jim, I do strength training uh, four days a week yeah. and, and get a, a minimum of 10,000 steps in every day. And, I, and I'm doing this to try to stave off Father Time, um, which I know is a losing battle, but also to keep myself mentally and emotionally fit. Yes. You know, so, so here's what happens to me when, or can happen to me if I'm not careful. When success comes at work, it gets easier for me to cheat my body. Yes. You know, like I've got no time to walk today. I don't have time to lift weights today. Um, and because our work schedule starts to get out of control, because we're growing in the in the work we're doing, we we often eat at odd times and too much. Our temp, yeah, attempted to, to consume, you know, food that's not healthy for us, and yeah. eat ice cream to combat our stress. Yeah, um, I, I believe this that exercise and diet and proper diet are garrisons against anxiety and depression. Yeah, say, say that again, because I, I know by saying it a second time, someone who didn't hear it the first time needs to hear it. Yeah, exercise and proper diet are garrisons yeah. against anxiety and depression. They're every bit as effective as medicine. And I'm pro-medicine, so don't take that the wrong way. Yeah. Um, they're every bit as effective. You, you, you know, they're part of an overall game plan, Jim, to, yeah. to uh, protect yourself against that. So if you're not exercising over a, a period of time, you're not eating properly over yeah. a period of time. And there's a lot of stress happening because of growth. Yes. Many, many times you will find yourself in a place where anxiety is starting to come uh, at you and depression is starting 
to come at you. And that's not just my experience. Scientific research yes. is proving this over and Thank over you. again, yeah. the positive impact of these two things, yeah. exercise and proper eating yeah. on our mental and emotional well-being. Yeah. Would you, if you were to throw in so exercise, proper eating and proper rest, you think that's like almost bulletproofs people, I mean, unless there's a, a legitimate chemical imbalance, you know what I mean? Unless there's, it's because, because not all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, say, a, I wouldn't say bulletproofs because I'm, a, I'm afraid to use that word. Right. Um, I think it minimizes it. it. It decreases the risk significantly. Significantly. That, and yeah. that's the thing. This time of year, especially, it's been a long, cold, dark winter. Right. And we have a lot of vitamin D. So simple things like a, like a vitamin supplement, yes. exercise, mm-hmm. drinking enough water. Uh, but I think the other thing too, John, that you, you brought out is exercise. It, it, it does change your physiology. And that's your physique, your physiology, the way your brain functions, new brain cells being developed, Correct. stem cells uh, are activated, endorphins. So I get an endorphin from a bowl of ice cream. I get an endorphin from a, from a vigorous walk. They're both endorphins, but one's, one's hurting me and one's helping me. And I that's think right. that or, and, and we have to schedule this, right? It won't just happen. This yeah. is the appointment. Someone says, hey, I need to talk to you Tuesday. Do you have any time? If you if you have exercise and proper diet put in there, uh, you don't break that appointment for the other appointment. No, right? You set appointments with yourself here. Um, and yeah. again, when when you know when your organization is growing, you 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 it's very tempting to delegitimize. Yeah. You know the importance of this. Let's jump into the third one real quick, Jim, because yeah. I know we're starting to get toward our time here. Here's the third error. I allowed success to put friendship on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, healthy friendships are a lifeline yeah. to us, and their impact on our mental and emotional fitness cannot be overstated. Yeah. Uh, the same group of leaders I was with a couple of days ago this week, I said to them, "There is no pill for loneliness." Wow. Yeah. We should figure out the Chinese characters of that statement and tattoo them on our arms as pastors. That's a, a you know, I'll shit. let you go first. Yeah. Uh, with <laughs> um, but uh, there is no pill. There is no substitute yeah. for um, replenishing relationships. Um, and, and Jim, you know, we've talked about Genesis 2.18 ad nauseum. in this podcast over the last months that God said about Adam, it is not good for the man to be alone. Uh, And, and if we're not careful, success can fight against our need to intentionally nurture those friendships. We need to thrive. And listen, 66% of lead pastors have no deep friendships. Wow. What a setup. Oh my word, Jim. So I I would dare say don't have an exercise routine. And, and don't have a, a diet regiment either. Would you say that that's? Yeah, I, I don't know what the percentage would be in those areas, but I know that a lot of them don't have those things. Yeah. So, so success, I mean, Jim, we're not anti-success. No, no. You know, but it, it, it comes with these hidden landmines. Right. And in, in times of growth and momentum, I, I just want those guys and gals who are leading something that we care deeply about to beware. Right. You're going to be tempted to overcommit in terms of your schedule yeah. and undercommit in terms of caring for yourself. That's it. Yeah. And, and long-term that sets you up to make really bad decisions right. down the road. So, right. you know, Jim, we want 
our, our listeners to reach their full potential professionally, but not at the expense of right. their personal life. Right. Yeah. Burning out versus burning on, right. Having that, having the right measure of flame that's sustainable. And, and I would say this too, if you do experience some measure of success, we, we can help as well. Like Converge doesn't just help people figure out how to, how to go through difficult times, but how to go through excellent times as well, because having been through it ourselves, we, we have that knowledge. I committed, 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 committed. The yellow lights were blinking on my dashboard, warning me that, and then it became red and the engine stopped. And it takes a lot less effort to maintain a human body, soul, and spirit than it does to recover one that's been damaged to the place of depression and anxiety. That's correct. Yeah. Thanks, John. Uh, if, if someone needed to talk to you about this, and again, I, I think if there's one thing that you are an expert on, not just because of research and the hours you spend helping people, but your own story, it's, you, you know, the way out of this hole, I do. You, you know how not to fall into it. How, how would somebody have that conversation with you? What would, it, what would it take to get a phone call with you? Simple. The simplest way, Jim, is just to go to our website, convergecoach.com. And we have a link there that just says contact. And mm -hmm. if you click on that link, um, you can send us, a, you can reach out to us by filling out that form, clicking submit, and that uh, doesn't obligate you to us at all, but it will will give you 30 minutes uh, for free. We won't charge you. And yeah. um, just to kind of uh, triage with you yeah. a little bit and see where you are and yeah. uh, begin a conversation. And that journey, might that might be all you do with us. We might refer you to somebody else who can yeah. help you better than we can. But um, just want to encourage you, if you're in that spot, depression and anxiety are too heavy of a burden for you to carry by yourself. You need somebody you can trust who's safe who can, and who's competent to, to help you. For, for those that are like, I, you know, I'm not sure if what I'm succeeding at is what I should be succeeding at. I'm not sure if I'm failing. I just don't know. I think next week's podcast is going to be excellent for them because maybe maybe our definition of success is not necessarily God's definition of success. Tell us a little bit about, about next week. Yeah, so we, we want to talk about reimagining success yeah. uh, in pod 80 and, and try our best to look at success through the lens of God. I know that's hard for us to do, us humans to do, um, and the lens of humanity and talk about what happens when we get that right yeah. and what happens when we don't. Right on, right on. Awesome. Well, John, thank you for your time and your care. Your ministry to us it's invaluable we just we just really really appreciate that and uh, to our listeners and our watchers god bless you thanks so much for being a part of today we're always here our phone call away you're in our prayers whether we talk to you or not so whether you like it or not we're connected <laughs> at this point and uh god bless you as you continue to lead from home.